So, Jimmy, here we are at the popcorn counter. Mmm, my favorite place. Mmm. <laughs> but we've been talking about war films lately. Right. I'm curious to know, would you like to know what my three, my top three war films are, or would you like to start the conversation? That, that's that's an amazing coincidence, because I have a list of my top three war <laughs> movies here in front Ooh. of me. That's incredible. How, we, how did that happen? I think you should, you should kick us off. You're going to do, you can start with number three, yeah? I'll start with What's number three. Number number uh, three. Number three for me is a German film that I saw a couple of times, and I love it. It's called Das Boot. Uh, you ever seen Das Boot? Uh, I have never seen Das Boot. Oh, now, wow. there's a couple of cuts, aren't there? Isn't there like a four-hour version of that movie? I would never watch a four-hour film, but <laughs> if you can find a shorter version, um, do see Das Boot because it, uh, it's, a, it's a submarine story and it's really claustrophobic a lot of the time and reminds me why I would never be a soldier and would never work on a submarine, but um, it's it's good filmmaking. It's uh, There's just something very eerie about it and, and noir-like about it and... Uh, been a long time since I've seen it, but I highly recommend Das Boot. Um, it's Wolfgang Peterson, isn't that right? Is that it right? Is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And was early. there an English language remake? I think there was, but yeah, the boat. It might have been called just the boat. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> that was what Das Boot translates as the boat. How, how did they come up with that? But <laughs> I, I haven't seen. I haven't seen either version, unless <laughs> unless the English language remake was was renamed to Hunt for Red October. Ah, uh, no. No, but okay. could have been, could have been. Yeah, I mean, I think it is kind of, yeah, obviously it's another submarine film, but I, that's not one of my favorites. But Das Boot, oh, is lovely. And um, also just in uh, in terms of the, 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 the lexicon that it brought to me was um, to, on the soccer pitch, on the football pitch, we used to, you know, if we hit a really good strike with the ball, we'd say, Das Boot. Which we thought, was, <laughs> we thought that was just hilariously funny. So we used to say das boot a lot if we were playing soccer. Ah, you were yeah, right. That is hilariously boot. funny, though. You're exactly right. <laughs> so that's my number three. Do you want to go with your number three? Yeah, well, my number three has a three in the title. My number three favorite war movie is Three Kings. Oh, yeah. Oh, by God, David O. Russell. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, war is not just something that happened a long time ago, kids. Um, yeah. So, yeah, incredible. Amazing cast. Actually. Yeah. Ice Cube, who's not often great on screen, but he's really good in this. Is, George yeah. Clooney, always yeah. so watchable. Spike. Jones. Spike Jones is in there, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and it's like a sort of like a you know a comedy thriller caper heist anti war movie about stealing yeah. Saddam's gold. Yeah. Um and it's yeah, it's a blast, but it's a You're... blast with a proper serious message. Yeah. Are you forgetting fact, Marky Mark? Oh god, he was in it as well, wasn't he? He, he was he carries that film. He's amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, yeah. It's us. Yeah. Um, David O. Russell, right? I mean, I love, yeah, that's right, David O. Russell. He's yeah, a really absolutely. interesting director, and that came fairly early in his career. And I love, yeah. I, I like that film a lot. I'm, I didn't even think of that when you stole that one from me. The Three Kings. Good job. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. Well, well, impress me with your number two then. Um, I like the Robert Altman film Mash. <gasps> I think that's oh, just so kind of anti-war, but so like it's so absurd, but at the same time it feels kind of real because I think the hospital stuff is quite you know you should watch it as a as a doctor yourself. But I mean, I think a lot of the hospital stuff seems very believable anyway. But um, it brings personality to soldiers that you don't normally see. It's not then you get to see the comic side and the goofy side and and a really human side, not the you know the all pumped up testosterone side. So I, I really like that film. And then as a kid, I just watched the TV series. So I probably saw most of the TV series first and then went back and saw the Altman film. And yeah. Altman's I, I one was, of the... 
Yeah, go ahead. I was aware of the TV series because it just seemed to be on endless repeat on, on yeah. British television, like in the early 80s. Exactly. And at the time, I, did, I didn't understand what was going on. I didn't understand where they were or what they were doing. It, yeah. was, it was Korean War, wasn't it? Yes. Because yep. yep. I think, is, is this Vietnam? Is this the Second World War? I didn't really understand sort of where they were or what they were doing. Yeah. Yep. And it seemed to, there seemed to be a lot of jokes I didn't understand as a boy as well. So it was utterly yeah. a closed book to me. Oh, but okay. you're right. I would be interested to see some proper um, medical comedy yeah. yeah from the korean war because that's an interesting uh interesting bit of ground there yeah yeah and altman's and how, such an interesting filmmaker i mean there are a lot of misses in his career but some super hits and i just really uh i liked his style so i think it's a very different war film and i liked it right i must track that down okay well my number two vastly more predictable um i i uh, feel i'm almost embarrassed to say this but apocalypse now oh, that's my number one you oh i can't believe i've stolen your number one oh, go for it we can go just you've got just enough time to to, to wheel yeah. out a reserve now yeah. I, i've seen it twice and the first time i saw it um i just did not get it and it seemed kind of a bit slow yeah. and plodding and i didn't really understand the the story um, and I did read Heart of Darkness afterwards. Yeah. And I think I've read Heart of Darkness two or three times before I kind of sort of quite got or understood that either. I've always yeah. found it a bit impenetrable. I, have, I find Conrad very difficult to read anyway. Um, okay, yeah. I, I have attempted to read Nostromo literally four times, I think. Oh, yeah. Four times I said, right, I'm going to read it this time. And I've never got past about page 50. And I yeah. don't really know why. It's not even the prose isn't that difficult. Yeah. It's, just, it's just too clever for my brain. Huh. But the second time I watched Apocalypse Now, it was very, very late at night. And I stayed up sort of very late at night. That was the right time to see it, I think, yeah. when I was kind of just feeling a, like a little bit hazy and a little bit susceptible. And the whole psychedelic nature of the film really takes off when you watch it, when you can sort of only semi keep your eyes open. And that was a bit of a transformative experience, actually. Yeah. So, yeah, remarkable film. Remarkable it really, that yeah. it got made at all. Yeah, exactly. It really was. Um, so I saw the Redux. Have you ever seen that? It's Apocalypse Now Redux. I have not. Is that even uh, longer? Yeah, it is. Yeah, probably about 20 minutes or something. Oh, okay, like right, not massively uh, longer. Not not massively longer. I saw it when I was living in London. They had it at the uh, BFI, I think. So this is like 2008, 9, 10, somewhere in there. Um, it's really interesting because there, there are a couple scenes that I think uh, really capture some of the bizarre the bizarre elements of imperialism and colonialism because there's this great scene where they're all eating at this French plantation and you know, there's wars going all around them, but these rich French people are just <laughs> eating <laughs> off of China in a hut. It's just... It's wild. It's a really nice scene, but it, it probably didn't, you know, move the story that much farther. But it was part of that journey that was missing in the in the regular cut. So that's a director's cut kind of thing. But um, senior year of high school, my last year of high school, my English teacher had us reading um, uh, Heart of Darkness. Sorry. Right. Um, and then, um, boy, it must have taken us a month to read it. And then we watched the film at mm. least once. I'm not sure if we watched more than that. But it was long enough where it just occupied a week of my life. And um, <laughs> it was great. I really, so I think I just also have this nostalgia for that year, um, spring of my you know my last month or so of high school, watching and reading um, the, the, you know, the film and the book. And have, really have, you it. Yeah. have you taught Conrad since then? No, no, no. no. I don't even know if I've, I've read some short stories, I think, since then. But, um, yeah, I, it, it, it's he definitely writes as if se English is not his first language, which it is not. <laughs> so he's got some convoluted uh, sentence structure. So it's not easy reading, but I think the story is pretty good. And it's, it's I think it's just a wonderful adaptation of that story. So I don't know if uh, Ford Coppola 
did the adaptation himself or if he had a writer come on on that. I should take a quick look at that. Why, when you are telling me about your number one film, why don't I look do a tiny you bit of research on it? Do your research. Film? Well, things like gazump your number one. Should I give my number one and then you can, you can come back and gazump me back? I'm going to come back with a terrible war film and a story. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure you'll be able to beat my number one, which I'm, I'm going to probably disappoint you bitterly now. My number one war film is Captain America, Ooh. the Marvel movie. Um, Interesting. Which is, it's um, a kind of idealised reimagining of the Second World War as the way that it should have been. It captures that essential moral essence Okay. of the Second World War as being a universal fight against fascism. Hmm. Um, and uh, it's, I think it's probably my favourite of the Marvel movies. Um, I think uh, Chris Evans does a great job as, as this kind of everyman Captain America. It uh, fulfils every boy's fantasy about um, you know, flicking a switch and becoming a, you know, a six foot four muscle man okay. you know, in a moment. But um, there's something about this something about the character of Captain America and the character of the film, which has such moral certainty and moral authority that I find it, the film is a little bit like kind of comfort food to me. Oh, nice. I, I like to follow a character who, um, who is, it always makes the right choice. This, yeah. is, this is my, my wife doesn't really like, um, Captain America at all. And, I, and she said, why do you like him? He's such a kind of a goody goody. And I say, well, you know, he always makes the right choice. And I like that. Yeah. Um, sometimes, you know, a little bit of moral authority is like a comfort blanket that you can wrap around yourself. Maybe moral authority is also the breeding ground for fascism itself. But um, I think you know, Captain America, good fun. A lot of kicking of Nazis who can complain. Yeah. <laughs> Captain America. It's not Captain England or anything like that. It's Captain America. <laughs> Captain America. Moral authority. Yikes. <laughs> How um, times have changed. Yes. Um, okay. I just want to talk about, because I because we had the number one kind of, number one, number two in common, I'm going to talk about a terrible film that I saw when I was, uh, I think, eight years old. Oh, good. And this was the original Midway. I don't know if you know this film at all. I think it was remade no. recently. So it's interesting because we were talking about remaking crap films <laughs> in a previous uh, podcast. Um, Midway had everybody. I mean, it was the, like star-studded. Um, Fonda was in there. Uh, James Coburn was in there. All sorts of actors. <laughs> it's the Towering actors. Inferno of war yeah, movies. Yeah, kind of. And we went to see it at the drive-in. I don't know if you oh. even have drive-ins at... Are there any drive-ins in England? Or? You know, what? one opened up during oh. COVID. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Like about 10 miles away from where we are. Where yeah. we kind of think, oh, my God, brilliant, drive-in. We can go out to the movies. And it turned out it was something like £70 per Jeez, car yeah. to go and see a movie. And we thought, we're not doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had, a, we had two drive-ins in my town when I was growing up. And there was this one night when we all bought our baseball gloves. My father bought his glove. And my brother and I had baseball gloves. And we went to the movie with my mother. All four of us are in there watching Midway. And I think it was a double feature. And it's awful. It's an <laughs> actually awful, t terrible film. Terrible film. Um, and at the end of the film, as my father was driving away, he said, that film should be rated S for shit. 
and that has become family lore that we sometimes rate films, and I've never done this on the podcast, but maybe there will come a time when I rate yeah, a film. Maybe that we, we should. S for shit. <laughs> and uh, it, was, it was really terrible, but it was, it's just one of these memories where it was so bad, there was laughter, and we had our baseball gloves, and we're throwing our balls into our gloves right there in the car, watching the whole scene. Um, and it was, yeah, it's a really bad film. So I am tempted to go back and watch it now, of course, um, but I'm not going to recommend it to any of our listeners. <laughs> I do like the idea that you anticipated the film was bad by bringing a hobby with you when you went to watch it. <laughs> you have to have something you do in the car while you're, while you're watching. Um, so, so there we go. So that's that's five good films and, and one that's rated S. <laughs> <laughs> All right, time to move away from the concession stand. Right, yeah, let's get back yeah. to the proper meat. Uh, into right. war, into action. Into war. Right, let's do it. Tell you. 